Hey friends, my name is Clay Monkus and I am the lead pastor here at Next Level Church. And like I say all the time, even if we've never met, I just want you to know that we are thrilled that you have joined us today. And as I said last week, I'm not sure if you've been watching any kind of sports this fall, but if you have, you have probably seen some thought-provoking ads about Jesus uh, called He Gets Us, all of which are kind of pointing to the human side of Jesus and just how much he understands what we're going through. So what we are doing in this series is taking some of those issues that the He Gets Us campaign discovered uh, that uh, a lot of us, at least Americans here in North America, are struggling with, and we want to address those. Things like anxiety, uh, a need for second chances, heartbreak, financial struggle. And last week, we started with that very first one. We started by talking about anxiety. And I said, as we looked at what Jesus said about anxiety worry, it's not your job to make anxious feelings go away. It's not your job. Your job is to cast, like cast all your anxiety on God. Take all your concern to him. Your job, if you have worry, is to take it directly to God. And if you missed that message, man, I highly encourage you to go to our website and check that message out. So today, I want to look at another topic that I think a lot of us struggle with from time to time, or maybe you're struggling with it right now, and it is this word here, heartache. Heartache. Heartache or heartbrokenness is probably one of the worst feelings, isn't it? I'm sure all of us have some memory of that first love that you had, and when that relationship didn't work out, you were what? Heartbroken. And sadly, for most of us, that was just the beginning of things that were going to happen in our life that would break our heart. And when I think about my own life and the lives of those that are around me, there really seems to be a couple of common ways that our heart gets broken. And the first one is this. Things don't turn out like we plan, like we have an expectation of how things are going to turn out, and they don't. Maybe it was a business deal that didn't happen. Uh, maybe you didn't get into the school that you always wanted. Or maybe you didn't go to college at all, but it was a lifelong dream. Or, or maybe your family didn't turn out the way that you had planned that your family would turn out. Whatever it was for you, I'm sure that you were heartbroken over it. The second thing, as I was thinking about this, is we're rejected or hurt by someone we love. That brings heartbreak, right? And this is a really tough one. Because doesn't it seem that our deepest wounds are delivered by the people that we love the most? So, so maybe you had a parent that never accepted you for who you are. Uh, you never seemed to measure up to whatever standard it was that they had. Maybe they always expected you to be just like your brother or just like your sister. And years and years of that rejection has broken your heart. Or maybe something traumatic happens, like your spouse cheated on you. Or you were betrayed by a close friend or rejection and hurt, right? When it comes from those that we love, man, it is just devastating to our heart. But another thing I was thinking about that creates heartbreak is we lose someone we love. And I think of all the ways that we experience heartbreak, this is probably the worst, right? You lose that parent 
or that grandparent that you were really close to, a brother or sister passes away unexpectedly, your, your child dies, someone you love gets a terrible medical diagnosis, but it doesn't have to always involve death. Maybe it was when that best friend got a job across the country and you lose being able to see them whenever you want, or a relationship that you had, it just doesn't work out, or your marriage ends and now there's just this giant hole in our heart where that relationship used to be. Like, I'm sure there's plenty of other categories that we could put up here, but I imagine those three cover a lot of heartbreak that we experience. And as I think further about it, uh, what's at the root? What is the root of heartbrokenness? And I, I think it really is a couple of things. It's loss and disappointment. Loss and disappointment. Think about it for a moment. The reason that our heart feels torn, right, or broken is because we have lost something that is dear to us or our hopes and dreams have been shattered and all that remains is disappointment, disappointment or our expectations, they, they just weren't met, even if they were unreasonable expectations. So we're left with disappointment and loss. One of the biggest seasons of heartbreak for me occurred back in 2007, 2008, um, but it really started back in 1996 with a dream. In 96, I was living in Jacksonville, Florida, but I had a dream of starting a church in my hometown back in Georgia. And in 1998, I was able to pursue that dream, and my wife and I and our very newborn son planted a church about five miles from where I had grown up. It was amazing. I planned to stay there and retire at that church. And for about eight years, I was living the dream. The church was growing. Tons of people were finding real life in Jesus. Lives were being changed. Then, sometime around 2007, I had a conflict with someone who was close to me. In fact, they were family. It was an in-law. In-laws are kind of like family, right, <laughs> sometimes. And after that conflict, that person I loved and cared for made it their mission to hurt me by destroying the thing that I dreamed about. And behind the scenes, they worked hard to convince people inside the church to leave the church and by the time I could figure out what was going on momentum had turned against us and the dream was over ultimately I wound up merging that church with another church nearby and kind of leaving ministry altogether to say that betrayal that betrayal was devastating kind of would be an understatement I was wrecked I mean I was heartbroken and I found myself for the first time in my life living with disappointment I was disappointed with myself. Like, why didn't I see this? I was disappointed with others. Why did they do this? And probably most of all, I was disappointed with God. Like, God, why didn't you stop this? Why didn't you do something? You ever been there? Ever been heartbroken? Ever been disappointed with yourself, others, God? Uh, maybe for you, it wasn't a death of a dream. Maybe it was an actual death of someone that you loved. Or maybe it was you were not able to have children. Or, or maybe... Something didn't happen in the timeline that you thought it should happen. Or maybe it was a financial or a health crisis that was just devastating. Or maybe you did get that dream job, but now that you have it, you hate it. Or maybe it was a relationship problem that disappointed you or a divorce that has shattered you. Maybe it's just a deep sense of loneliness that you never expected. And what happens when you're disappointed with life? When it doesn't give you what you expected or gives you what you didn't expect... You find yourself heartbroken. And when you find yourself heartbroken, it can really kind of go a couple of different ways. Uh, I've seen it all these ways. You, you can pull away and isolate. 
You can pretend like everything is okay, and you can refuse to acknowledge that loss or that grief. Uh, you can become apathetic towards life and just kind of give up trying. Trying. Uh, you can go to the complete opposite and become an extreme risk taker, and you start acting without thought or conscience. You know, you, you turn to substance abuse to numb the pain, or you can become hyper-controlling. Since you couldn't control the loss, you try to control whatever you can. But heartbreak, it doesn't have to paralyze us or keep us from enjoying the rest of our lives and relationships. There is another way to handle the disappointment and hurt. You can invite God in to help you heal from the heartbreak. And that's really what I want to spend the rest of our time talking about. But first, let me say, if you have ever experienced heartbreak or you've been disappointed at the deepest levels of your soul, I want you to know that Jesus gets it. In fact, there are a couple of times that Jesus is filled with kind of very similar heavy emotions. One time is recorded in Matthew chapter 9, verse 36. And for context, before we get there, Jesus is kind of going from town to town, encountering people everywhere that are sick. Everywhere he looks, people are living under the oppression of the Roman government. They're living without hope. So every day he is faced with overwhelming need. And this is how Matthew records Jesus' feelings. Matthew says this, when he, being Jesus, saw the crowd, he, had, he was moved with compassion for them because they were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. The people that Jesus encountered were harassed, helpless, lost, and confused, and it moved Jesus deeply. You could say that his heart was breaking for them, and so he took action. He took care of the weak and the vulnerable by healing, and he gave hope to the hopeless by proclaiming that God does see them and he cares for them. But there's also another instance where Jesus' heart really does break. And to set this up, Jesus is teaching, and he gets a message that the brother, who was a friend of his, of two people very close to him, was sick and dying. And when he arrives a couple of days later, he finds that his friend Lazarus has indeed died. And for those of us who have experienced someone that we love dying, you know how that feels. But how would you expect God to feel about it? This is where the text comes in to show us exactly how Jesus feels in that moment. John 11, 32-36 is where we're going to be here. It says, when Mary arrived and saw Jesus, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had only been here, my brother would not have died. And when Jesus saw her weeping... And saw the other people wailing with her. A deep anger welled up with him, and he was deeply troubled. Where have you put him, he asked. They told him, Lord, come and see. Then Jesus wept. The people who were standing nearby said, see how much he loved him. That little verse there, verse 35, is an amazingly simple but very profound verse. Those two words, Jesus wept. You see, Jesus knew before he got there that Lazarus was dead. After all, he's God. Yet he cried. Jesus even knew that Lazarus would be alive in just a few moments. But he still cried. The, the truth behind those words are reflected in many different ways on many different pages in Scripture. God is a God who feels, cares, cries, empathizes, and overflows with compassion. We may see God as standoffish or perhaps... Uh, in, in such a perfect state or far removed from our pain and brokenness that he couldn't possibly relate or understand. This is not the biblical picture of God. 
God is a God who enters in, experiences pain, rejoices when we rejoice, and weeps when we weep. So back to my story. 2007, 2008, I was in a place of weeping. I, I was heartbroken. I was disappointed in God, others, myself. And, and this went on for a couple of years. And if I'm honest, it took a lot longer than I wanted to get to a place of healing and wholeness. But with Jesus, I did get there. In fact, I can talk about that whole era now without breaking down in tears, something I thought would never happen. And there are some things that I learned kind of along the way that really did help me. And I thought I would share those with you now. Um, these are not steps in that you, you, know, you do these four steps and you'll be over your heartbreak. They're, they're not steps. Rather, uh, these are more like principles. Steps would be silly to think that you can follow. These are principles that I learned that you can apply. And as you walk them out, healing and peace can begin to return to you. First thing that I learned is to tell God that you're hurting. If you're dealing with heartbreak, tell him you're hurting. And I get it. It is tempting to ignore God when you experience a dramatic loss or disappointment. It's even more tempting to blame him. But when we do, we are cutting ourselves off from the only person that can bring complete and total healing to our brokenness. I love what the psalmist says in Psalm chapter 34, verse 18. He says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. Uh, Eugene Peterson interprets this verse in the message. I love his interpretation. If your heart is broken, you'll find God right there. If you're kicked in the gut, he'll help you catch your breath. I, I just, I love that. God is not only present with us, but he is near. He is near to the pain that we feel, near to the loss that we can't feel, near to the needs that we have and yet we can't express. He's always available and close to those who suffer. Not only is he near, but he will stay with us and he will help us get through. And while you're talking to God about your hurt, it's helpful to try to find a place where you can feel God's presence. If you can't fathom feeling God's presence with you, ask God to maybe help you see and know that he is there. For, for me, though, quiet moments help me connect to God. I also enjoy listening to worship music or sitting in nature. And if I can do all three at once, man, that is heaven on earth. And during my season of heartbreak, uh, as a family, we started camping together. Just getting out in nature helped me to talk to God. It was therapeutic. So do whatever's best for you to feel God and spend some time talking to him about your hurt. Kind of the sec second big principle is to ask for help. Uh, loss and disappointment can cause us to feel abandoned. But don't believe the lie. You know, tell a trusted friend what you're going through. And, and if you're here and you're in a life group, let your group know that they can support you know, right? and pray for you. The Apostle Paul tells us this in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. He says, talking to Christians about each other, speak encouraging words to one another. Build up hope so you'll all be together in this. No one left out, no one left behind. I love that. It is vital to the healing of hurting hearts to engage with people. One of the best ways to do that here at Next Level is to join one of our life groups. Being in a group can be a vessel of healing for us. Just like our bodies feel physical pain when we're emotionally wounded, our bodies can also receive calm through the calmer states of another person. Though our hurts may have come through people, we need, still need people 
to bring healing and to help us experience present hope. And if you're thinking about joining a group and being around new people, I, I get it. It can be especially challenging if you're brokenhearted or your spirit is crushed. Like, it's easy to want to give up. But this was one of the ways that God brought healing into my life. And I would encourage you to seek one of those groups out. Uh, you can get information about life groups on our website. And, and just know this, you can do it. Right? Being around other people reminds us that we can make it through each day despite our heartbreak. Well, kind of the third big principle that I learned, take it personally, but not permanently. All right, take it personally, but not permanently. It's okay to cry or get angry. Pain and loneliness are real parts of our lives, so we shouldn't try to hide our emotions. However, guard against resentment. Right? That can infect the rest of your life, and it can affect people around you. Doing or saying something in, your, in anger or sadness will only spread more of the same. Take time to process your feelings, but at a certain point, you do have to move forward. That loss or disappointment was part of your life, but it's not your entire life. Don't let what's in your past derail your future. That relationship or dream, that person that passed away, that opportunity, all of it, it was part of your life, but it's not your entire life. God has so much more in store for the rest of your life. Don't let what's in your past derail your future. And the last thing I would say here, forgive even if you can't forget. This point is really for people who have been hurt by someone else. And more than likely, if you're experiencing heartache over it, those words probably came from someone you trusted, maybe even someone you loved and cared for. That certainly was the case for me. If that isn't the case for you, you can just stop listening for a minute. But if it is you, listen to what i got to say here. One, Jesus doesn't hold your mistakes against you because he already paid for them. His death and resurrection mean that you have been given second chance at life. God has grace for you. And here's what I want you to lean in. I want you to lean in and listen to what I'm about to say. God has grace for you, but he also has grace for the person who broke your heart. I know that is tough to hear because you want that other person to pay. You want them to experience the same level of heartache that you have right now. Believe me, I get it. I wanted that person in my life to suffer. But here's what is true. Everyone needs the forgiveness Jesus offers. And understand, forgiving the person who hurt you doesn't mean you're pretending nothing happened. It happened. It was wrong. It hurt badly. But dwelling on the hurt and fantasizing over payback was not bringing any healing into my life. And it won't bring healing into your life either. Forgiveness is absolutely necessary to move forward in the freedom that God wants us to live in in the future. Now, again, these aren't four steps to overcoming heartache, all right? I, I get it. That would be silly to think they were. These are like principles that I learned as I walked through my own heartbreak and disappointment. And if you're feeling brokenhearted today, my heart grieves with you for what you've endured, for the pain that you feel. Like, I, I've been there many times, and it's not easy. It can feel so heavy that breathing takes work. 
And I know if you know the story, the story of Jesus and Lazarus, it kind of has a happy ending. But many times in life, this is not the case. Sometimes the husband or the wife dies. Sometimes the baby is lost. Sometimes dad doesn't come back. Sometimes what we hope for doesn't happen. Sometimes there isn't a happily ever after. Sometimes we're left with sorrow. But whatever sorrow this world may bring, it is not unnoticed by God. So I kind of want to wrap up with saying this. There is hope. There is hope. If you can't see it today, I see hope for you. More than that, God does too. And maybe today is the day that you just simply do that first thing that I talked about and spend some time talking to God about your hurt. I know that emotional pain sometimes leaves us speechless, but just trying to get the words out to express how you feel can be helpful. And know this, it's okay to cry. It took nearly five years before I could talk about what I just talked about uh, before I could do it without crying. And for two or three years, I couldn't even think about it without breaking down in uncontrollable tears and sobbing. But I'm here to tell you today, God's presence with us in our messy moments is of great comfort. And again, I love the way Eugene Peterson describes how God saves or rescues us when our spirits are crushed. When we feel kicked in the gut, he helps us catch our breath. When everything has been knocked out of us and when we are depleted, he has what we need to take that first step of getting up again. God sees and knows the impact of a soul that's weary and worn. And if that's you, can I pray with you now? And if you're heartbroken or your spirit is crushed, just try to say this prayer with me. Lord, I need you. Jesus, I need you. Your presence is not always felt, but the psalmist says that you are near. Help me know in the depths of my being that this is true. In this place of heaviness, I beg you for mercy uh, against all that feels relentless. Thank you that your mercies are renewed every day because I need them. I need your mercy and strength because I don't have any of my own. Thank you for being near. Remind me that I am not alone. And in the midst of my pain, I am going to choose to trust you. Give me courage to keep choosing you and know peace because you have chosen me. I choose to see this hope with you, Jesus. Amen. And friend, brokenness does not last forever, even when it feels like it. I pray you're encouraged today. Well, hey, friends, thanks for joining us today. If you think today's message might be valuable to somebody you know, would you mind sharing this video? Not only could it be helpful for them, but when you like and share the content that we have, as well as subscribing to this channel, you are helping us accomplish our mission to raise the reputation of Jesus. And along those lines, could I also ask you to head over to our website at nextlevelchurch.org and uh, click on that green give buttons in the top right there and choose one of the giving options. Your faithful support helps us produce content like this and raise the reputation of Jesus where we live, work, and play. Now, way, by way of benediction, let me read to you again that verse that the psalmist wrote in Psalm chapter 34 where he says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. May you... As you walk through your heartache, feel the presence of God close to you. 
and may he rescue your crushed spirit and bring new life that is overflowing. Hey guys, have a blessed week. We'll see you back right here, same time next week.